0: Just the same. Come on and praise Him. Look what the Lord has done. Come on, He listen. He brought you through
1: 2020. If nothing else, you made it through 20, right?
0: He my body, touched my mind. He saved me.
2: Come on,
1: right here. Come on and
2: praise Him. Look what the Lord has
1: done. Come on, give Him some praise this morning. Hallelujah. Jesus. Come on, turn to your neighbor, point at Him and say, Look what the Lord has done. And then point back at yourself. Look what the Lord has done. Hallelujah. Y'all be seated for just a minute. We're going to do a couple announcements. Hallelujah. Woo. Listen, sometimes you just got to throw them songs in there. You know, the only problem with that song is it's so hard to make new verses because it's so fast. You know, some songs I can write new verses to and everything else, but not not that one, man. It's it's just way too fast to do any of that. But listen, it is so good to see everybody here in the house of the Lord this morning. Amen. Hey, listen, we need to keep coming to church until they tell us we can't. There's a lot of countries you can't go to church. There's, there's countries that they're not allowed to have a building, but we can. Hallelujah. And you know what? We need to just continue to come to church, worship Jesus, and uh, have a good time. Amen. Grab your bulletins. There's a couple things in there this morning I want you to look at. On the left-hand side, I I put those ten uh, truths concerning the coming awakening in there because we're going to go through a few more of them this morning. I want to talk about that a little bit. And that way I can put it in front of you a second time. But on the top of page two, look at this. God didn't remove the Red Sea. He parted it. God doesn't always remove your problems, but he will all I, I couldn't put it as long as I need to always make a way to get through them. Quit with this whole escapism mentality that we have. God's just going to pull me out of the middle of it. What if the middle of it is where God's going to really change you and and you won't have to go around that mountain ever again? Hallelujah. And our our memory verse this week is Psalms 46 and 1. God is our refuge and strength and ever-present help in trouble. Does that just kind of go with what we said on top of that? You know what's so cool about that is Nancy put the memory verse in there, and I sent her the thing I wanted, and I had never seen that. And that's why I said, no, put them right underneath each other, because that's exactly where we're at right there, amen? So, all right. If you see in there, we have our our membership packets back out front. Uh, If you're interested in being a member, please take that one per adult. Uh, and get that, fill it out, turn it in as quick as you can, because here soon we're going to do our annual business meeting, and we want you to be able to vote, we want you to be able to to, to hear what God is doing here, and and our members are the ones that get to get to be a part of that, and vote, and and help make decisions, but also if if you're a guy, you've been here for, you're a member, and you've been here for at least one year, we have a prospective deacon questionnaire, we we have to do some voting, Uh, our deacons have term limits, and things like that, according to our bylaws, and so we need some men to step up, and, and be willing to serve, amen, and in the house of God, we need to be able to rotate from time to time, and let these guys have a break, and uh, so if you're interested in doing that, fill out that questionnaire, and again, get it back to me ASAP, but let me know you're doing it, okay, because what I'd hate to do is uh, not know you're doing that at the last minute, you bring it up to me, I want to be able to communicate with you through the process, amen, so make sure you do that, Whew, there's a lot of things this morning, I'm trying to rush through them, I hate announcements, I, I promise y'all, I really hate announcements, so, uh, but listen, we're going to, we're going to get through announcements here, because guess what? I'm done. Hallelujah. Y'all say amen. Uh, so huh, I'm getting text messages from people. I love it when they text me during church. So, Jesus. You know, I turned it off on my iPad because I used to get notifications, and, and, and I fussed at a pastor because they started 11, and he's sitting there texting all of us. I'm like, bro, we in church, man. Get saved. Come on. Stop texting. Uh, so I'd, I'd mess with him. But anyways, so listen, so we're going we're gonna to move off of that. Uh, if you weren't here Wednesday, you need to go back online and, and listen to that Wednesday service uh, about who am I, God. Because it was, it was all about us having a discussion of, you know, God asking us, who am I, right? And, and we all have different opinions, and our opinions a lot of times are swayed over the life we grew up in. Like, it's hard to say he's my heavenly father and I love him and trust him when you didn't have a good father. Because your only image is that. And so we really went through and had a good discussion on that and uh, just just trying to change the way we view God because he is our everything, but a lot of times we only answer that question in a religious form. And that was one of the very first things I told everybody is, is I'm going to ask you who is God, but throw away that religiosity, that spirit. Don't give me a biblical answer. Tell me who he is to you. Just like Peter, right? You're the Messiah. Only the spirit of God shows us that. And so you need to go back and listen to that. Amen. So, listen, we're going to get ready to move on to our uh, tithes and offerings this morning. And uh, we're going to bless the Lord. I mean, I know I am. Uh, I know my wife, she always takes care of that for us. Uh, we do ours online. Uh, but, listen, I make my, giving on my my living on my giving. That's, that's my pastor taught me that saying many years ago. I make my living on my giving. And, and throughout my, you know, 20-plus years of, of trying to be faithful and following him, one thing I've learned is I can't outgive God. One thing I've learned is he has never left me, he has never forsaken me. There has been tough times, but throughout that process, we have tithed and, and we have been givers, and I make my living on my giving. And what I'm telling you is that the word of God says, give, give and it shall be given. Give and it shall be given, pressed down, shaken together and running over shall men give. And it says unto your bosom, and, and what that means is, is that the men would take their robe and they'd pull it up. And they'd fill that robe up until it was overflowing, that, that, that hole right there that they had. You see, so when, when we give, we purpose, right? I don't plant tomatoes because I don't like tomatoes, raw that is. I like them in sauce in any other way. But when I plant into the kingdom of God, I'm saying, so God, I, I'm, pl- I'm giving a tithe because that's what I'm supposed to do. But I'm giving an offering, and I thank you that you're going to meet all of my needs. I'm giving an offering for a purpose, which we can do that. So today, as you're giving, I want you to purpose. Don't just throw money, right? Our, our, our children are going to come around in a minute, and they're going to pass the buckets for us. And uh, But, you know, don't don't just throw money. I never just throw money at, at God because, you know what, I, I want to bring it to him, number one, and bless him, and I want to purpose. Amen. So we're going to pray this morning. And uh, if you're if you're giving, it's on the screens, uh, newlifeag.church. On the website, you can give there. Uh, if they're online, just click on the giving. Or you can just write a check out to New Life. Uh, if you're a visitor, we're not trying to get money out of you. We're, we're not doing that at all. We're just, uh, our people here, we're givers, and, and we just continue to give. And that's why I want to make sure they have an opportunity. Amen? So write your checks out to, to New Life or cash. We still take cash. Amen? Uh, some places may not, but we do. Uh, if, you're, if you're really feeling blessed, just drop your credit card in there, and uh, I'll make sure it gets used. Uh, no, don't do that. Don't bounce your credit card. So we're going to pray and then I'm going to let the guys come up. Amen. And they're going to come around with the bucket. So, Father, we thank you that we get to be in your house today. We thank you, Father, that we get to bless you. Lord, so today we want to we want to do exactly what you instructed us to do. We are bringing our ties to the storehouse. Father, we are coming and We are sowing into good ground, Lord, because we know that it will grow a hundredfold or more because it is being put into good ground. Lord, and I thank you for the the people that are giving, and I speak a blessing over them, Lord, according to your word, that they shall have no lack in their house. Everything they have need of will be given. Lord, your word says, I've never seen the righteous forsaking nor his seed begging for bread. So I thank you for an abundance in their life, but I thank you that even here in the church, that money will be blessed and be multiplied and be able to be used around the world, but especially right here in Marksville-Mansura area to help reach the lost and to feed those that are hungry. And we ask this all in Jesus' mighty name. And if you agree with that, shout amen with me this morning. Amen. Well, the guys are going to come around and they're going to receive. Go ahead, guys. Y'all hurry up. Hallelujah. We've got to keep them focused. So just start going down the rows, guys. Back and forth down the rows. Yep, right on there. Hallelujah. And they're going to come around and get that. And then guess what? We're going to do some more worship. So listen, I do not have the air conditioning on. I have the vent on. So y'all that are going to complain, just just, try to tell y'all right now. Uh, because it it says that it's like 70 degrees in here. Uh, Actually, in some spots, it's hotter than that, but uh, we're going to sweat here in just a minute, but that's okay. Anybody come to worship this morning? One or two people? Okay. Well, listen, if you're a visitor, I'm so thankful that you're here and you're willing to put up with me and uh, all my crazy things. Uh, I don't like boring. I don't like boring church, and I like to worship a lot, and so that's why we worship a lot, but I think these guys like to worship a lot too. Uh, some weeks they're looking at me saying, uh, is that all we got? You know, uh, so you know what? We're going to worship. Let's stand up this morning. We're going to get ready to go, go back into worship and uh, love on Jesus. So listen, if you want to come up and worship with a flag, we do have flags up here in the front. The only thing we ask is that you worship in the spirit. Don't try to be a show. Uh, we're not here for show. We're here to worship God. Uh, and the other thing is, is if you use it, just leave it there on the ground or leave it on your chair because we do disinfect all of the building between services Uh, And so I want to make sure I disinfect the flag so it's safe for you next time. Amen? So amen. You ready?
0: Come on, guys.
2: No! Oh.
1: horses if you can't even <laughs> Woo. come on
2: How will raise a heart to fight for me. I'm not a saint in the middle of the storm.
1: Y'all need to be with her on the echo. Y'all ready? Alright. Y'all keep saying y'all want to sing in the midst of a storm. Y'all ready? Here we go. Come on worship. Come on. Come on. Just keep going. Come on.
0: Come on. Come on. Shout it out. Mm
1: -hmm. Listen, y'all know one of my favorite stories of the Old Testament is they had sent the prophet to go down and sent him down to curse children of Israel. And he came back and he says, I can't. There's a shout of a king among them. Come on, come on. You got, man, y'all need to get that in you all spirit. Y'all ain't got that. Y'all ain't got that. They couldn't curse him because the shout of the king was amongst them. Come on, can we slow it down just a little bit and just sing of... You know, to me, there, there's there's praise and there's worship, right? And, and praise is loud and, and just... But then there's a time where it just... Just got to slow down a little bit. Now that doesn't mean you can't be loud. Sometimes I get really loud even when I'm worshiping. Sometimes I need myself to hear what I'm doing.
0: Shadows in the light
1: of you Can I sing that again Can I sing that again
0: when I look into your holiness when I gaze into your loveliness when all things that surround me become shadows Up yeah. things that surround me become shadows in the light of you. Come on, sing that again. When I found the joy of reaching your heart, when my will becomes enthralled in your love, when all things that surround Become shadows in the light of you I worship. I worship you Come on, as you're worshiping this morning, I want you to,
1: he is worthy. He is the God that heals. We're fixing to pray for these young people that are fighting sickness right now. And we're going to rebuke it in the name of
0: Jesus. We are going to rebuke it in the name of Jesus.
1: We thank you. Come on, give him praise. We thank you, Father, for your healing power that has been released. We thank you, Lord, that you are the God that healeth thee. You have never left us nor forsaken us. And today you have released that spirit of power upon us. In Jesus' name, I thank you. I thank you in Jesus' name. Y'all keep praying for this family. Keep praying for them. Amen. Amen. Come on, turn. Tell somebody that you love them. Yeah, you have to turn this thing down again now. Tell them you love them. Thank you for the worship team this morning. Hallelujah. We're gonna get ready. Our children are gonna go to the back. Mama Pastor's gonna go back to her. Hallelujah. Whew. We're gonna get a little bit of word. Can we do that? I gotta get my stuff though.
0: Hallelujah.
1: Isn't it good to worship the Lord? I'll tell you, I can do that all day, all day, all night, all day and all night, and just and on and on and on. You know, there's certain certain songs I, I, I joke around a lot of times that they're just so hard to end. But that's another one right there. Like, where do you ever stop singing? There is nowhere to stop in that song. You, Come on. So you just have to just finally do it. You know, <laughs> you just have to try to make it. Amen. I I got a picture of that, that first slide I want you to put up there. In whom do you trust? It's the phrase that it just keeps going over and over and over and I can't get rid of. In whom do you trust? And I'm like, Lord, I, I trust in you. In whom do you trust? And I'm like, I trust in you. <laughs> but, you know, I, as I was listening To that voice, that's a picture from some movie, but it was the fact that what, what I saw was Moses standing at the Red Sea. This is the Red Sea looking back at him. Could you imagine when he's standing there at the Red Sea? Who did he trust? That was a very real question in his mind at that moment, I guarantee you. Who do you trust? And even worse, he had a million people behind him saying, you run us into the ocean and now those, those, these Egyptians that are coming behind us are going to kill us. And it feel like that sometimes you're in a pressure cooker. Right? You're, you're, standing, you're standing between the two pressures. The immovable object in front of you. The million crazy people standing behind you. Sometimes they're your family. <laughs> sometimes they're your Co-workers. A lot of different people. And here you are, God is saying, trust me. Lord, do you know these stiff-necked people I got to deal with? I said that because that's what one of the translations called them. These stiff-necked people you gave me. <laughs> they must have been from South Louisiana when they wrote that. <laughs> I, just, I just kept thinking of that. Now look at that. This, this next slide right here. Watch this. And, and again, this is what I put in the bulletin last week. God didn't remove the Red Sea. He parted it. God doesn't always remove your problems, but he will always make a way to get through them. Listen, there was only one way to get out of 2020. Well, two ways. December 31st at 0001, or you died and went home. Well, God didn't take you home, so that meant there was only one other way for you to get out of it. And, and can I tell you, it don't seem like we're still out of it sometimes. I'm just happy that I don't have to write two zero two zero no more. I get to put a one on things. But it feels like an immovable object I can't get past. Every time I'm trying to do something, I'm fighting against it. Whom do I trust? You know, I, I listen to a, I, I had stuff put down and, you know, I, I, a lot of times I, I'll I'll put down what I feel the Lord wants me to, to have. And sometimes during the week or the weeks before, I'll be like, you know, Lord, I'm, I'm still that, that, that one scripture sometimes eludes me. Last night as I was sitting there, I was praying and I was listening to the Lord. And it's like, I've been telling you the whole time, whom do I trust? I'm like, I know that verse. Let me go find it. So I went and found it. I'm like, ah, Isaiah and I start reading the scripture wait a minute, that's the exact story that I heard somebody preach the other day but it wasn't in Isaiah it was 2nd Kings the exact same story, I'm over here in Isaiah and I'm like well, I, I said, like, okay. okay so Lord, this is important <laughs> I'm going to go focus a little bit more on this, I almost dismiss saying, well this is just a good verse no, God said, no, no, no no, no Look at 2 Kings 18. I'm going to have all these scriptures on the board for you today. I, actually, I made sure I did them. And whom do I trust? Look at this. Then the king of Assyria sent, and I'm going to totally destroy these names. Y'all know better than that. So Tartan and Rebsaris and Rebshekai from, yeah, look at this, man. That's worse than some of our words. And Leshis to King Hezekiah, I know this one with a large army to Jerusalem. So they went up and came to Jerusalem. And when they went up, they came and stood by the conduit of the upper pole, which is on the highway of the fuller's field. Go to verse 18 for me. When they called to the king, Eliakim, the son of Hilkiah, who was on the household, and Sebna, the scribe, and Joah, the son of Ash, the recorder, came out to them. Look at what they said right here, verse 19. Then Reb Shekai said to them, Say now to Hezekiah, thus says the great king, the king of Assyria, what is this confidence that you have? There was a battle going on. They were trying to take over the city, and the king of Assyria was very powerful at the time. He had destroyed, or not destroyed, but taken over most of the other area. But the king would not. And so here's his general coming up saying, what is this confidence you have? Why don't you just quit? Does that sound like us right now? (laughs) The king of Assyria had had taken over the other parts of Israel. He had taken everything else that there was around there. And he's taunting him, saying, why don't you just quit? Did anybody hear that last year? Anybody felt like that? (laughs) Y'all don't put your hands up. Just keep your hands down. Come on. Look at Isaiah 36. This is where the Lord brought me. And as I started reading, look at this. Then Reb Shekai said to him, Say now to Hezekiah, thus saith the great king, the king of Assyria, What is this confidence that you have? And as I started reading, I said, hold on a second. That's the same story. Look at verse 5. I say, you counsel and strength for war are only empty words. Now on whom do you rely that you have rebelled against me? I am more powerful than your faith, says the devil. Who are you trusting in? Look what I've done. I've turned brother against brother, nation against nation. I've turned the Republicans against the Democrats and the Christians against both of them. I've divided the house of God, and look at what I've done. And you want to stand here and tell me you've got confidence in him? See, that's what the enemy is saying. That's what the enemy is saying. I don't buy it, though. Because what I see doesn't change what I know. What I see does not change what I know. Though he slay me, yet will I trust him. Come on, we've got apostles in the New Testament, which I still think the guy was crazy, personally. But when they went to crucify him, it wasn't, oh, Lord, save me from this. He had such a confidence in God that his comment was, I'm not worthy to be crucified by, like my Lord put me upside down. That's confidence. That's in knowing what's going to happen regardless of what they're doing to you now. You see, we, we've we taken this thing and said, you know, the the world is, is going crazy. It has. My family's gone crazy. Some of them definitely have. You know, I, I can't trust in this. I, I don't know if I could trust this. And the Lord's still standing there saying, why have you lost trust in me? I've never left you. I've never forsaken you. Oh, Look at verse 10 right here in Isaiah. Look at verse 10. There, there's a lot in between there. Y'all go read it. I, I, for time's sake, I was trying not to. Not to put all those things in there. Go to verse 10 for me. Did I put it in there? Yeah, the next slide down. There you go. Have I now come up without the Lord's approval? This is, this is Reb Sheki speaking again. See, he's taunting. How, have I not come up without the Lord's approval against this land to destroy it? The Lord said to me, go up against this land and destroy it. Look at verse 11. Then Eliakim and Shebna and Joah said to Reb Shekai, Speak now to your servants in Aramaic, for we understand it. And do not speak with us in Judean. Listen this. And the hearing of the people who were on the wall. It's fixing to get interesting. Go to verse 12. Watch this. But Reb Shekai said, Has my master sent me only to your master and you to speak these words? And not to the men who sit on the wall, doomed to eat their own dung and drink their own urine with you? He's taunting them here's what I want to show you. The men and women were still on the wall. Let, let me re-explain that. The men and women that are interceding for us, for the nation, are still on the wall. And though the enemy came to the front door, the ones on the gate heard what was going on. You see, the church has got to continue to pray. The church has got to continue to press in to what God is doing. Because what will happen is, is they'll come in through the side door. And it will catch you totally off guard. See, back at this day, our intercessors were those watching on the wall, constantly reminding God of his promises. Today, the same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead lives inside of you, and you are connected with him. And the spirit of God that lives inside of you is connecting you to what God is saying. So when the enemy tries to come in like a flood, immediately your spirit knows it, and that standard is brought up against it. And when the enemy tries to sneak in the back door, your spirit knows it. And you're like... Reb Shekha, what are you doing? Get out of here. Listen, good meaning brothers and sisters have spoken so much doubt into the body of Christ right now that we're having a hard time figuring out what's truth anymore. We're having a hard time knowing what's truth. And that's where the enemy is sliding in, sneaking in, sneaking in saying, are you sure you want to trust him? You know, in the last days, there's going to be a lot of crazy things going on. In the last days, there's, there's going to be brother against brother. In the last days, there's going to be the mark of the beast, and there's going to be you can't sell without having the mark, and you can't buy, and, and there's, there's all these things. But there's a part in there that says that, that the Lord will shorten it for the elect's sake, that they won't be deceived. There's a real enemy. And you've got to know in whom you trust, regardless of what your bank account says, regardless of what your health looks like. Listen, I pray for health over people. We, we prayed for them. We're believing for a miracle that God is going to do a miracle in their lives. And I'm believing and I'm trusting that it is going to happen. Because I'm not trusting in what I see, I'm not trusting in medicine. Medicine's great, guys. I'm not doubting that at all but I know in whom I trust. I know in whom that I have to trust because I can't trust what I see. Flip back to 2 Kings 18 real quick. I want to kind of read this part of it to you. Let me get that in a minute. We're going to jump down to verse 28, though, because now we need to start getting into some of the nuts and bolts of this thing. Listen, God... Called me to come up here today and to challenge you in your trust. If you you wanna you wanna know something interesting, go back and look at the sermons that that God's had me preaching over last few months. Go back prior to that. I have been preaching faith, trust, faith, get rid of fear, faith. Why? Because we're struggling. We're standing at a moment in the the church where we're being pushed up against the Red Sea. Put that title slide up there for me. We're being pushed up against the Red Sea. In whom are you going to trust? There are churches that are ordaining people to be pastors that, according to the Word of God, should not be. They're they're believing in things. There, There are churches not presenting truth anymore there's all these things going on you've got prophets prophesying for their own gain you've got pastors that, that are building churches so they can get rich grab your bulletin why for just a second leave that up there that's why i left this in there last week we talked about altars would become more important than stages Our reputation in heaven will become more important to us than our reputation on earth. Our reputation in heaven must be more important than our reputation on earth. Listen, I want to get along with all men. I want to be at peace with all men. But I'm not going to miss heaven because of the way you feel about me. I'm going to preach truth. I'm going to preach what I know God is wanting me to preach. I'm going to preach what's in the word of God regardless if it makes you happy or not. Why? Because my reputation on earth is not as important to me as my reputation in heaven. Why? Because the word of God says that some will come to him in the last days, and they will say, Lord, didn't I cast out many devils for you? Didn't I do many works for you? Didn't I raise the dead for you? And he's going to say, what? Depart from me, you worker of iniquity. Why? Because I didn't know you. He's got to know me, and my reputation to him is more important. Our reputation in heaven must be more important. Look at number three, radical devotion to Jesus will arise and God will gain glory for his name alone. Radical devotion. Not this, I'm just going to sit on the chair and for the next 30 years and I'm just going to listen to somebody and literally over my entire life I've told one person about Jesus. That's not devotion. The, the, The most important thing you've ever done in your life was give your life to Jesus. And after that, you've done nothing else. You've never allowed your faith to be stretched. Listen, we're in a day and an hour that we have got to push our devotion even further than ever before. We've got to get out of our comfort zone because people need Jesus. Number four. Ooh, this is a good one. Well, for some people, maybe not. Imposters with hidden agendas will be exposed and anything or anyone that tries to rival God's glory will be cut off. We are seeing this right now. We are watching it because too many men or women wanted a stage... Just to get up on and preach and they wanted a microphone and guess what? They're all being cut away right now But there will be many believers in the local churches that will have the same problem because they really do have agendas What do you mean by agendas pastor? I'm not here to serve the church I have my opinion on what the church should be doing I'm not here to to serve the pastor. I think the pastor should be doing it this way because it would make more sense I think the pastor should be doing this because that's the way God wants it done. That is your agenda and that is the devil. An opinion is one thing, but when we push our opinion to the point where we're trying to push somebody to do it, it becomes an agenda. Too many people have come into the house of God through the years and begin to just, oh, they were, they had good intentions, and that's why we have churches that are doing this and this and this, because they're not following what the word of God said, and they're not, they're not submitting in their life. There's no submissiveness in them, The pastor says something to them, and they get all mad. So I'm going to move on before I get all y'all mad. Number five, we will care more about our birthright than our brand. We will care more about our birthright. What is my birthright? I am a child of God, and everything this word says I have, I have. And I accept all of it. Amen? And that means you're going to have some correction along the way. Amen? Because you said you agreed with it. (laughs) It's not all bed of roses. Because you know what? None of us without Jesus are worth anything. None of us. None of us. Uh, oh, here's another one. i uh, getting in trouble with this one. We will stop giving God our agendas, and we will stop, and we will offer up to him our very lives. I heard a preacher say this one time. We were talking about an evangelist. An evangelist told him, he said, Oh, I'll, I'll follow the Lord. I'll preach the gospel around the world. I said, oh, that's great. Yeah, the Lord gives me one year's worth of booking in an RV. He's like, well, man, even the devil will take that job. <laughs> Listen, I, I don't follow the, the Lord because of agendas. I've offered up my life to him. My stuff is not mine. It's his my kids are not mine they're his you know here lately I've kind of jokingly hopefully not very seriously really Lord not very seriously uh, made the comment you know that as crazy as the world is coming it's just like you know the rapture's right around the corner I was really hoping to get grandkids before that happened but um, but my kids aren't married yet so we're not going to have that And <sighs> so that's why I'm like Lord please just slow down a little bit <laughs> but again it's not my agenda it's his if your agenda is to serve the Lord, if your agenda is to humble yourself before him daily, he will exalt you. I have watched men and women. I have watched it. I'm telling you, I have watched them. I, you know, being with, with the way God has used me through the years to help ministries and things, I have been around many, many types of churches, all denominations from, from a lot of different places. And I have watched good men and women. That come in and tried to build a church and I partnered with them to help them with sound and things like that and then I watched them fall because you could tell they were not there for the right thing they were there because it was the cool thing to do but the minute the first wave came in they packed up and left guys we, we can't be that, that whom do we trust it's not about our agendas it's about his will look at verse, uh, verse look at number 6 no 7 we will lament over what this season has cost us. Has this season cost you anything? I'm not even talking about jobs. I'm not talking about finances. I think it's cost us all something. But the question is, what are you going to grow out of this to be? You know, when, when they go into a tree, they have to prune it. Because the dead things are sucking life out of it. Just just so you know, the best time to buy Florida orange juice is after a really hard winter. The, the year after is your sweetest oranges. You know why? Because the tree pushes sap to the end to protect itself from the freeze. And the wind comes, and the more the wind does this with it, it pushes more sap up. And then that next year when it produces its oranges, they are the sweeter oranges. You see, if you will allow God, if you will trust Him through the process of back and forth, the pulling and tugging and the pruning and all those things, you will become better afterward. You will become sweeter. And I'm talking about sweetness of giving Him glory. Cry out to God in our brokenness and He will hear us. Too many have cried out because we've lost things. We've lost things. We cry out when we lose people. We need to cry out because God is trying to do a work in our lives. He is trying to get the church's attention. He's trying to get our attention to say, guys, everything is not perfect the way you think it is. We come into the church week and week and week and everything's fine in our little microcosm. But the world is not good. And the church has hid away for so many years, and we've told—literally, we've told people, "Don't go into politics; that's not for you." If we would have had believers stepping into politics many years ago, we wouldn't be where we are today. But the church hid again. They don't want to speak. They don't want to. Their reputation is more important to them. You see that—that's all of this stuff fits together. And look at number eight, and I'm gonna go read that verse everything that does not give glory to God will be removed and every idol of self and popularity will come down a a really good song that I like to listen to from Jason Upton Uh, Rylan which one is it about the threshing floor I forget the name of it yeah I know it's talking about cast our idols we better get on the threshing floor if we want to be a part of God's army We've got to throw ourselves, Dying Star, we've got to throw ourselves on, on the, on the uh, threshing floor. In the beginning of that song, it was one of the first songs I found by him. If you go listen to Dying Star by Jason Upton, he starts out with just playing and he says this. He says, I was hanging out with the Lord one day. And I said, Lord, I want to be a part of your army. Lord, I want to be a part of your army. And the Lord, I just heard him, he, he sang this over me. He just, this way, kind of the way he talked it out. And he says, you got your best man on the front side. You always show your best side. But evil's always on the other side. You say this is your strategy. But son, I hope you take it from me. You're full of pride. You look just like your enemy. You're full of pride. And he just goes on and he goes on he says worldwide is your ministry and this and that and, and the song just continues on where he's going back and forth as if he's the person and he's god you look just like your enemy and a star is where you're wanting to be but they see you and they can't see me says the lord and then they see you and they can't see me says the lord They see you and then the lord says you're just another dying star because our goal is to never be a star Our goal is to serve him with everything we have, to trust in him and to bring him glory with your life. Everything you do in your life, its purpose is to bring him glory. Trusting in him brings him glory. Doing the works that he left us here to do brings him glory. Everything that does not give God glory will be removed and every idol of self and popularity will come down. We've got to trust in him Regardless of what it looks like. Regardless of what it makes us feel like. Because the enemy is standing at your door. And he will deceive you. And if your focus is on this, he will make something line up very close to it. So that you'll, oh, that must be God. I really need that boat right now. Man, God, you know I've been praying for a boat. I need that boat. All of a sudden... Um, boats aren't bad until you can't afford it. And now you got to work three jobs to pay for a boat you didn't need in the first place. When our focus is where it needs to be, we won't be chasing after things. Look at 2 Kings 18, 28. I'm almost done. Look at this. Then Reb Shekha stood up and cried with a loud voice in Judean, saying, Hear the word of the great king. Verse 29. Thus saith the king, do not let, look at this, do not let Hezekiah deceive you, for he will not be able to deliver you from my hand. That's what the enemy's telling you. Keep going. Back to 30, please. There you go. Nor let Hezekiah make you trust in the Lord, saying, the Lord will surely deliver us, and the city will not be given into the hand of the king of Assyria. One more. Do not listen to Hezekiah, for thus saith the king of Assyria, Make your peace with me, and come out to me, and eat, look at this, eat each of his vine and uh, the fig tree, and drink each of the waters of his own cistern. Look what the enemy was telling him. But if we look back at the beginning of this thing, you'll see that Hezekiah was right, did right in the sight of the Lord, and honored the Lord. See, this was a, a noble king at this point. And now you got your enemy telling you don't follow him. That's what the world keeps telling you. Why you need to be a holy roller? You can go to church. What I'd be in that way. That's what they do, don't they? Wendy, well. Wendy's in the back. there was a there was a Pentecostal evangel many years ago uh, for the Assemblies of God that that uh, it said on the front: the holy rollers, holy rollers, have come to town. They they were coming to do a revival in this community, and it said the Holy Rollers have come to town. That's what they were known for, the Holy Rollers. Now today, because of our reputation, we don't want people to think of us like that. They may not want to be our friend. The enemy stands at the door and knocks. Make peace with me. Why do I want to make peace with the enemy? But we do it all the time. It's called compromise. Be holy, says the Lord, for I am holy. While all my friends watch this show, Lord, I can watch it. See, I'm I'm going around this big circle for you right now because we need to to get this. If I'm going to trust in God, I need to trust in God with everything. But there's all these things in our life that are pulling us away. And it's one little thread at a time. And once you put enough threads together, you make a big rope. And then you find yourself being pulled away from things that meant something. Well, pastor, I struggle. Okay, well, let's pray for you to be set free. Well, I don't know if I can do it. I don't know if I can do it either. But guess what? Without Jesus, I know I can't do it. I can do all things through Christ who strengthened me. Uh, You see, there's, there's all these things that are put in our path. There's this word of God, this amazing book. That helps us. There's gatherings that we do to encourage each other and hear what the word of the Lord is. And the the word of the Lord today is in whom are you trusting? Because it's not going to get any easier, guys. I wish I could say it's going to go back to normal. Listen, regardless of what you think about things that are going on in the world right now, it is not going to get any better. And you've got to figure out inside yourself today whom you trust because tomorrow you may have to say who you trust and it may cost you everything. What if tomorrow they come in and say, I'm going to take all of your stuff unless you do this? Well, I can't do that. It's against my beliefs. What are you going to do? We, we've got to get to that point in our life where we're standing on the edge of the cliff saying, God, I'm going to trust you no matter what. But the believers aren't wanting to hear that message right now. They want to hear, oh, my God is going to take care of me. He will. But you know as well as I do, as long as your child is is being bratty and bad, you're not giving them everything they deserve. Maybe you are giving them what they deserve, and it's a whooping. But you're not giving them all the other stuff. You can't have a cookie right now because you're back talking. You see, we want all the blessings. But we're not willing to change. Listen, I bless my children, and I take care of them. But when they're not doing what I ask, that bank account don't flow. (laughs) Just saying. You know, my son drives my car down in New Orleans, and if he went crazy, that car would come home, his phone would be shut off. I pay for it. Uh I'm just saying. You know? And God says, you know what, I want to bless you. I sent my son to die for you, to forgive you and all of this, and you sit in, you back talk me. I, I was watching a show, a medical show on TV last night, and this doctor was trying to help this young man. And this young man was dying. And this young man had the nerve to come back and blame the doctor for it. And I said, sitting there like, but that doc had more and more composure than I did. I would have been like right upside his head like, do you hear yourself? But luckily the young man came around, and he realized the doctor was trying to help him. But he didn't like what doctor was saying We don't like what god says sometimes but he always always has Our best interest at heart Who are you trusting in? Who are you relying on? God says trust in me Oh by the way, I need you to get rid of some things Because I need you to be holy I need you to to stand before the world and show the world that i'm holy Be ye separate saith the lord I don't have to be like the culture, guys. You know, when I'm out on, the, on the, the field coaching and things like that, you know the difference between me and some of the other coaches is the language coming out of our mouth. I scream just as hard, I promise you. I scream, I yell, and I push the kids till so they puke and everything else and run them some more and, and all that, but I just don't curse. Why? Because I don't, I don't agree with that. That's me. It's my opinion. You see, I can be out there and be just as effective without doing all that. You don't have to watch these things and get into their jokes and the things that they're doing to have fun. And if that's all they want to do, get you some new friends. Get you some new friends. That was a tangent, but it was a good one, so y'all just have to, you know. Who do you trust in? Who is your confidence in? You see, now after today, you're going to hear what the enemy is saying. You're going to be like, man, that sounds like a ploy right there. That's one of those, it sounds too good to be true. Don't send your money to those. It's too good to be true. It's too good to be true. And that's where we have to remember. Amen. So, listen, I want to pray for us this morning, and, and we're going to maybe you want to spend a few minutes here at the altar. I don't know. I don't know. I just know this I've got to trust in my God. I've got to trust in him, and I've got to be about the Father's business, and, and, and that's what I've been doing, not because I'm a pastor. Man, I went to talk to some people the other day, and, and man, I, I could almost feel that anxiety coming up because before I started preaching, I had anxiety when I'd get in front of people, and my chest would collapse, and I couldn't breathe. And I was like, Lord, I can't breathe because I can't talk in front of people. And I felt that anxiety trying to come back, and I was like, no, i rebuke you in the name of Jesus. I know in whom I trust. I know. But today I want to ask you, put some soft on. I want to ask you this question. If you're here, if you're watching online, and you don't know Jesus as your Lord and Savior, I just want you to slide your hand up. I want to pray with you today before we leave because you've got to know Jesus as your Lord and Savior. You will not make it to heaven. There, there's none of this. I'm going to slide in. I'm, I'm going to make it at the last minute. I, I'm going to get prayed in. No, it is a choice between you in your brain, in your mouth, to make that decision right there. So, If you don't know Jesus as your Lord and Savior, I just want you to put your hand up, and I want to I talk to you and pray with you and explain to you that, amen? So, amen. So, listen, I want to pray for you this morning. I want
2: to be a part of your army. I want to be a part of that generation yeah. of people that you raised up
1: in Jesus. Yeah, turn up a little bit. I'm just going to let the song play a little bit the first. Lord,
2: he just, uh, he just sang this over me. He said... You got your best man on your front side.
0: You always
2: show your best side. And evil's always on the other side. You say this is your strategy. Son, I hope you take it from me You look just like your enemy You're full of pride Jesus,
1: Father, thank you. We thank you for your word. Thank you, Lord, that we are being changed. We are being changed day by day and moment by moment because of your spirit. Your spirit, Father, is changing us. But, Lord, I pray for every person that's here today, those that are online, hear my voice, that we will allow the process, that we will make the decision to allow the process to begin and to continue so that we may be more like Jesus in everything that we do. It is not impossible to live a sinless life through Jesus Christ. So, Lord, help us to trust in you. Help us as the days go on and it looks like it's getting more difficult and the enemy comes to deceive that we would trust even more in you every time we hear the deception because it would remind us once again that you are real. That you are real. And that you love us and that you care for us. Father, I thank you that you you just you poured out your love upon us. I thank you that you've healed those that need to be healed today. And that you are still bringing us forward and you have not Star given up on us. So Father, I bless your people today and I release your your spirit of health into them. And Lord, I spray wisdom beautiful. over the people of God the decisions and the connections that we make going forward may pull us one direction or another. Let us be committed to all that you've called us to do. And let us, your spirit, continue to speak to us loudly and boldly and guide us in all that we do. And I ask this in Jesus' name.
0: Jesus' name.
1: Listen. We've got to be about the Father's business. We've, we've got to get back on our knees. We've got to turn away from the things of the world, because God wants you to be a part of what He's doing. I told you before. That's why He didn't bring you to heaven. He left you here because you have a purpose. Amen. He has a plan and a purpose for your life. So we need we need to be about the Father's business, and we need to trust Him in everything that happens. Amen. So listen, I love you. We've got the bucket out there if you have an offering or something you weren't able to put in earlier. We're going to leave the music just like this. We have the, the off, uh, deacon questionnaire. If you're a, you're a male and you've, you've been here for over a year and you want to serve, please fill that out. And we also have the membership requests up there. Amen. So we're just going to leave the music like this. So if you want to come and pray at the altar, we're going to have that. We'll be there. Amen. But hey, come back Wednesday. Got some things going on around here. Amen. God's doing some things. Wednesdays aren't always just sitting around doing nothing.